0: Bitcoin and crypto assets can go down 90% tomorrow and they'll still be higher than their all-time high less than a year ago. And then assuming that they realize the potential that I believe that they have, the ones that are actually good will be worth exponentially more than they are today. Somebody said, do you think Bitcoin is about to crash? Bitcoin and all crypto assets can be in in a bubble and undervalued at the same time. And I'll give you a story to illustrate. Back when Bitcoin was one or two dollars, I know a gentleman that got really excited about the technology. This was long before I ever heard of Bitcoin. But he was really excited about it and he started to gather money so he could invest. And he wanted to invest like $10,000, when it was one or two dollars. And then all of a sudden, Bitcoin went through its first price rally and it went up to 30 bucks. And he was like, shit, I have to invest right now. And so he invested pretty much all the money he had at $30. Jeez. And then guess what happened? the price crashed down to $2. And he looked like an idiot to every one of his friends. They're like, you bought into this stupid token bubble, like you're an idiot, it's a Ponzi scheme. And he was like suicidal. I mean, when it goes down that much, like you're just in a state of despair. I mean, there there was no point in even selling because it, it had gone down so much in value. And so he
1: held, and he held until today. Yes. Doesn't look like an idiot. Mark Mark Cuban sat in this chair right here and told me, he said, Ty, you only got to get rich once and people forget all your quote-unquote mistakes. You only need to be right once. Yeah, I mean, it's not even being rich. It's just like in life, people remember what you were right about, not what you were wrong about. As long as you are right at least once. (laughs) You got to be right at least once. So your answer is... Bitcoin. Bitcoin could it go, can go. Down, it can go down. You should 90, buy more if yeah, it goes. I hope Bitcoin goes exactly, to two dollars. Exactly. I will two dollars. I move will it. buy everybody's <laughs> every single coin out there for two dollars right now. No, but like what, big, how many coins are in circulation?
0: Around sixteen or seventeen million yeah. of the twenty-one million that will in total. Will be yeah, twenty forty. It caps out, right? No,
1: twenty-one forty. Twenty-one forty.
0: It gets the the I circulation. I only a hundred years off. <laughs> It's pretty close. Century off. This this is a point. Bitcoin and crypto assets can go down ninety percent tomorrow, and they'll still be higher than their all-time high less than a year ago. And then, assuming that they realize the potential that I believe that they have, they
1: will be worth the ones that are actually good will be worth exponentially more than they are today. Okay, let's talk. And by the way, I just posted a tweet. If you're not following me on Twitter, tylopez.com/slash/twitter. By the way, I've got a foundational class. It's called the Bitcoin Crypto Mastermind. If you go to tylopez.com slash bitcoinpodcast, go to that link. You can get access. It's a paid program. I'm trying to give as much as I can away for free. And then I've got a paid program too for those of you who want to go through a two-month in-depth kind of more dedicated program. So tylopez.com slash bitcoinpodcast. Podcast. Jeremy there was a question here on, there's a lot of other there's coins of besides Bitcoin, but one of the ones that I like, somebody's talking about Ripple. Let's talk about Ripple. So oh, Ripple, baby. we're have <laughs> a talk on Ripple. So just so you guys know, the largest <laughs> coins that you hear about the news talking about is basically Bitcoin and Ethereum. Those are the two biggest market cap. But there's a lot of other ones. There's Bitcoin Cash and there's Litecoin's been in the news a lot. I want to talk about Ripple, sure. which is has pretty much been holding. It hasn't At been like moving. 20 to 25 cents yeah, for been, like nine months. But now it, there's been some changes. Oh baby. What <laughs> do you see? What do you think? And then we're gonna to switch to Litecoin conversation. <laughs> okay. uh, I don't have much to
0: say about Litecoin. But Ripple, Ripple's an interesting one because it's one of the only centralized cryptocurrencies, if you will. It's not even a blockchain, it's more like a chain of ledgers. But what it is, is, it, is it's, a, it's a tool that's being used by banks, in theory, to help overcome the problem of sending large amounts of money in between it, in financial institutions. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a really strong team, one of the strongest teams in the industry. The technology side of it. The technology and the executive team, and mm-hmm. just they're really well run. They're run a lot like a bank. Who are they? Who are they? It's a bunch of folks. Huh. One of the founders was Jed McCaleb, who founded Mount Gox. He yes. then went on to fork Ripple and turn it into Stellar. But Stellar is another one. Yeah, to talk Brad Garlinghouse was the CEO of AOL, uh, and he's the CEO now. So really so strong team. Really strong team, and they, they've got a
1: niche. They've got banks. Yes. Banks. Do they have any actual clients yet? Hundreds. Hundreds. Yeah, okay. h- hundreds. So names that we know. Yeah. yeah. Every major, They've got partnerships with so many major banks. And, all and a lot of them are still trying to implement it. It's not right. like fully implemented. But in Japan,
0: but- though, 70% of all consumer bank accounts touch the Ripple network.
1: Yeah. So they, it's
0: actually in deployment, especially in Japan. So, it's a very real technology. People have questions about the token. I bought the token two years ago or a year and a half ago when I realized the price per token was like 0.002 cents. And now it's at, at 30. Yeah, and it was a, no, now it's, no, it's at 85 cents. 85? 85. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was yeah. holding at 30. Yeah, I think was, last week it was at
1: 30. 25 cents, yeah. yeah. It just yeah. has shot up. It's almost tripled in what the last Yeah, it's now, only it, been like it's a driven days.
0: It's driven a lot by sentiment. I could never predict the price of XRP. It's very hard to do. But it's one of those things that I've held. I'm probably going to go rebalance tonight because I think the price has gone up so much.
1: I don't think any— So explain to people, newbies, when you say rebalance, it's very similar. You know, I was in the conventional stock market. And rebalancing is where one of your assets gets inflated in value. And you don't want—now it represents a larger portion of your portfolio than you want. So you want to sell it. So you will sell potentially. Yeah,
0: it's it's actually the only token I've ever rebalanced, and I consistently do it because it's one of those things where it's a centralized company. There's a lot of dangers in having a centralized company issuing a cryptocurrency, and I think the fact that a a, a startup in San Francisco has that's worth a few billion dollars has its own cryptocurrency that's worth seventy billion dollars. Yes, it's kind of insane. Yes. you know. So so that is, so. I rebalance. I mean, you should do this with any portfolio that you have. You should have a thesis around what you're investing in, yes. and if you, unless your thesis around the technology you're investing in changes, as opposed to the value of that technology, you should always rebalance, because yes. that means just other people have realized your thesis, but it should still make up the same percentage of your
1: portfolio as it did when it was undervalued, unless something about the technology itself is changed. So changing. Ripple, because it hasn't necessarily your, your thesis on why it's a valuable token hasn't changed but the price has changed right. you're going to rebalance it down exactly so and and just for the I saw a few questions people still not completely understanding explain maybe in even simpler terms how the ripple technology is being used let's say in banks in Japan
0: right so ripple has three different components of its technology the XRP, the cryptocurrency, is actually the least used part of their tech. But it's the
1: most talked about. It's the
0: most talked about, Uh, obviously. But the the, the Ripple protocol actually just allows for banks to send messages to one another. There's a system called SWIFT that is... uh, When you do a wire
1: now, it uses the SWIFT Swift system. But it's a totally broken system.
0: And and Ripple, as a company, is looking to replace that. What its token is looking to do, which is kind of separate than its uh, messaging system, is allow banks... To more frictionlessly send money overseas to one another with greater liquidity and speed than they can now. So, will the banks be using yes. the tokens? So that's the thesis. Yes. Now, yes. they're not really using it today. Using the thesis is if, if if this can reach a hundred billion or five hundred billion dollar market cap, it can actually be an incredible liquidity tool, especially if it has the stability it historically has, except in these run ups yes. where where it actually actually stays between a very small number between 20 and 25 cents for the past nine months, then it could be actually a really cool bank liquidity transfer tool.
1: So you, if you were going to give a call for yourself at 80 cents, you feel like it's a bit high for you.
0: It's not that it's a bit high. I it's mean, too I,
1: big, too too large of a part of your portfolio. It, I think right the now. whole
0: crypto market
1: is is
0: based off of speculative value right yes. now, and that it, it, the same goes for XRP. XRP has a really strong company behind it and strong partnerships behind it, and thus it makes sense that it's highly valued. But I can't reasonably say any of the companies, even I can't even say Bitcoin or Ether are reasonably priced right now because. In reality, they're probably not, but they're based off of future value, and thus, they could go up exponentially more than they are right now, and that's why we'll never sell any of these in in their entirety. You just kind of have to rebalance and decide sometimes when you're gonna take cash off the table.
1: Yeah, so now let's switch. Let's go back to your story, then we'll come back to Litecoin. Sure. And we can talk about Stellar and some things, uh, some of these smaller cryptocurrencies or or less well-known in mainstream. Crypto people know yeah. about them, but mainstream doesn't. The media hasn't caught up. Sure. So going back to your story, how did it feel to make a ton of money? Let's talk <laughs> about money because this is this is complicated for people.
0: Yeah, I mean, so people, because I'm 25 and because I have a, 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 all, all these different things on my resume, people love to talk about how I've made a ton of money. I love to party all over the world. Yeah, because you're, you're, <laughs> you,
1: you don't mind partying.
0: No, I love partying. I love partying, but the money component... As long as I have the money to go travel around the world. Freedom. Yeah, party, adventure, and go invest in technologies that I think are gonna make the world a better place, that's all I care about. Like, I don't care about cars, I don't care about clothes, I don't own any houses, I don't own any boats. Like, that, that's not what I value. What I invest my money into is almost entirely into startups, into new technologies, into people, really. I do a lot of philanthropy. And then my money, yeah, I, I mean, my money I spend, you know, on food and drink.
1: That's really it. Uh, the, the, <laughs> and you have something called the Crypto Mansion. Yeah, the Crypto Castle. To, to, oh, Castle, sorry. Got to have a little alliteration, the double C. I,
0: everything I do, I try to do with
1: alliteration. So, Crypto Castle, how many people live in at this Crypto Castle?
0: Right now, oof, I'm not sure. Uh, may, maybe seven, It fluctuates,
1: you know. And so, it's a big, it's kind of a cross between getting work done and having fun.
0: Yeah, well, it's incredible. I mean, Augur was started there. comma AI, the self-driving car startup, was founded in my basement. There's a whole trading operation from a couple of former bankers that just quit their jobs to go. Because you're starting oil. your own, hedge- okay.
1: you're starting your own crypto hedge fund, right? Correct. Or it a VC fund. It's a hybrid uh, hedge/hybrid hi- venture fund. Yeah,
0: but uh, you know, it's it's A veg fund. We'll it's very it. much. It, it when I moved to San Francisco in 2014, I, I realized that there were no central social places for the, uh, for the people in the blockchain industry. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to have a gathering place where people could go hang out. So with the Augur team, when we raised a bit of money, we found this great house in the Petrero Hill neighborhood Three stories, sweeping views of San Francisco and the Bay, and just one big open third floor where people could just come hang out and talk. And I do cri- crypto cookouts where we have where we barbecue, and just interesting people can come and talk about this technology and like mesh and and just explore this technology further. Uh, it's it's not a huge party place, you know. I throw parties there, but they tend to be fairly intellectual. You go out, I, you party more at clubs.
1: Yeah, I've seen I, you at I, clubs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, we were at the Mondrian. Eye bar you had yeah. you had uh, we'll leave it at you had a you had a bit of fun
0: yeah always always i mean i mean <laughs> what's the point know? of money if you well, don't enjoy well, it right to me i i've got an ethos and it has nothing to do with money it's this in order for me to be happy in life i have to have two things i have to be working towards changing the world at scale And having fun. And it's a constant rebalancing, back back to that term. Uh, Right now, because I'm starting this venture hedge fund, for 2018, I've set a bunch of goals out for myself. I just published this this in a blog post where I'm going to totally turn down the parting, really focus it on mindfulness and meditation, and really focus on my work ethos starting this organization because now I'm responsible for 50 to 75 million dollars of yeah. other people's money. Yeah. And so I have to be much more of an adult. So, you know, you can't you can't have the uh, Jordan Belford uh, no, Wolf of Wall Street. I, 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 Lamborghini like where you take mm-hmm. some more. No, I don't, don't want to be like Wall Street. I really like <laughs> I want to I want to be focusing on deploying this money to make the world a better place. And so yeah. it's, I, I call it an impact fund, although it's not an impact fund in the historical sense of the term.
1: Yeah, I tell people, you know, I always say there's three types of businesses out there. Level one, which is people are making money, but they're exploiting others. It's the worst. Level two is companies are making money, and it's neutral, like a hotel or something. The world's not really worse off or better off from a hotel. And then there's level three businesses, where you're making money, and you're changing the world positively. And if you can, at best, try not to have any level one, Once in a while, you'll be in a level two, but if you can hit that level three business, well, you, you you're talking about a basic biology
0: here. Now, I failed bio, so I may be getting this wrong. but right? Level one is parasitic relationships. Yes. Exploitative. One is taking, and they're not, and they're not giving. Then there's I forget what the one in the middle is, and then there's symbiotic. where everyone wins. And I only go for symbiotic relationships. I really only try to invest in symbiotic technology. Even Ripple, which helps banks, actually makes banks more transparent and honest, which is a a social good.